Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Welcome to this episode on disparities in triple negative breast cancer related to screening, diagnosis, and management. Joining me today are Dr. Hurwitz and Dr. Kalinsky. So let's start with why is this important? Uh, Dr. Kalinsky, why are disparities particularly important in the field of triple negative breast cancer? Yeah, you know, I think that it is really an important topic and one that is increasingly recognized. I think specifically for triple negative breast cancer, it's because we see this particular subtype of breast cancer occurring more commonly in younger women, in women who are non-Hispanic Black, So I think that, you know, when we have studies that are evaluating um, activity in patients who are non-Hispanic Black, making sure that they are well represented in clinical trials and have access to the drugs in the same way is critically important. And today, um, there was a report that came out from AACR just talking about disparity and how to help approach this. And it's like a hundred plus page report. And I think it just highlights across tumor subtypes, not just breast cancer, across tumor subtypes, all of the issues, whether it's biology, whether it's access, whether there are other kind of underlying issues, it really does represent the importance of addressing the issue, but in particular, triple negative breast cancer. Thank you, Dr. Kalinsky. You highlighted a very important point. And for triple negative breast cancer, it's really important given the aggressive tumor biology. In terms of management, uh, Dr. Hurwitz, are there any barriers in terms of management, enrollment in clinical trials, specifically for African-Americans? Yeah, I think that as a nation, we are very core at enrolling um, many minority groups, but especially Black Americans. Um, They uh, tend to be less than 10% of clinical trial enrollment. And it's really uh, unacceptable, actually, if we are evaluating drugs that are going to be utilized widely, regardless of race, um, we must incorporate every race um, into our clinical trials so that we can know with certainty that the drugs have the same safety profile and the same efficacy profile because there are uh, unknown genetic and pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic factors that play in based on um, genetics, and, and that is linked to race. So I think it's a, a huge area of unmet need that there are a lot of centers that are beginning to um, uh, incorporate sites from areas uh, where there is a higher population of Black people so that they can enroll more patients on clinical trials. But I think another barrier that comes up, um, there are so many barriers, but another one that comes up is is trust. And historically, um, the United States has not been so great in terms of doing things in an ethical manner when it comes to research. And I think you just point to the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, There is deep-seated concern about whether or not our patients are getting the best care. If they go on a clinical trial, they don't necessarily believe that they're going to have full informed consent. And so this requires that 
we as clinicians give patients extra time in the clinic to explain the trial, to address any concerns um, relating to whether best available care is going to be given, what type of oversight there is, outcomes for patients enrolled in clinical trials, et cetera. These are very timely conversations, but I think it's something that's very, very worthwhile. Um, but outside of clinical research, I think there are areas of unmet need as well. I mean, there is um, inherent bias that clinicians and um, physician extenders, PAs and MPs may not even be aware of. Um, we've done some recent training at my own institution to try and address this because we all have our own inherent bias. And so I think awareness is really important in helping us tackle um, the assumptions that we're making that are unfounded when we um, meet a patient who is different from us. Um, and so I think there's there's a lot to talk about here. And I, I just love that this conversation is being augmented by guidelines like AACR and ASCO coming out, highlighting this as a huge need right now. Just to tack on to what Dr. Horvitz was saying, just in terms of the problem, I think that, you know, two bits of sobering data that I think is kind of telling the story, and this is not specific to triple negative breast cancer, but just breast cancer in general. You know, one, there are data in, in the state that I reside in Georgia that one's uh, survival after breast cancer diagnosis is dependent for, for non-Hispanic Black women is dependent on the zip code that they live, right? Just showing that access to care really is uh, an important issue here. And there are also data demonstrating that survival um, for non-Hispanic Black women who have breast cancer, they are more likely to die from breast cancer than lung cancer. And I, I just find that, you know, with all of the advances that we have right now, I, I just find those data uh, upsetting. I think we all find those data upsetting. And as Dr. Herbert's mentioned, you know, there are different strategies that are being discussed. We have studies also looking at implicit bias, including how we're testing patients, whether it's genetic testing or next generation sequencing. Uh, and hopefully part of this is just the increasing awareness so that we can help address the disparities that currently exist. I have one example that I would just throw out there, a personal example of this that highlights this. I have a patient who is always late to clinic, at least 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. And my front desk um, came in to my nurse and said, you know, are we able to accommodate this patient? She just showed up. She's late again. And my nurse was like, of course not. We're running behind already. And I recall that this particular patient travels by bus over an hour and a half. You know, she has four kids. She's trying to get to school. Um, and there are so many social determinants of health that interface with her ability to come to clinic and get the treatment she needs. And so I think there really does need to be, as you said, some awareness of the struggles our patients have outside the clinic, not just their diagnosis and what the best treatment is, but what struggles they're facing that are going to get in the way of them having the best outcome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And thanks for sharing this story and comes back to a point made earlier in terms of 
participating in clinical trials. Trials often require a number of tests and you know, many patients just find it difficult to you know, get all those tests done and that's why the participation is low. So thank you so much for addressing the unmet need, for highlighting the various barriers and also strategies to overcome those barriers. Uh, it was a difficult but a very important topic. So thanks for sharing your thoughts, Dr. Kalinsky and Dr. Hurwitz. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.